And it's now time for City Update with Lee Humphreys. Hello, Lee. Afternoon, Graham. How are you today? Excellent. Thanks very much. A quiet day. Yeah. I'm feeling better than Liz Truss probably feels right now. Indeed, indeed. And uh, what do you think the impact is going to be on the markets then with her resignation? Well, the, the markets seem to have acted in a sort of fairly sanguine manner, really. I mean, the, I've just looked at the how the FTSE finish were up two-tenths of 1%. The currencies are fairly sort of flat and benign on the day. So actually, you know, the events... the political events, whilst they capture our attention, Graham, and you and I have just been sort of speaking off air about it mm. uh, considerably, um, the markets really don't really need to look at that kind of sort of day-to-day detail. There's sort of bigger picture. There's a bigger yes. picture out there to concentrate on. I guess the Chancellor's um, budget on the 31st is going to be the big one. Well, that will – yeah, I mean, that will. But, I mean, a lot of this – I think probably the markets know the direction of you know whether it's anyway, this, uh, yes. of, of Hunt or whoever basically mm. replace. You know, in the next mm. three weeks we may have you know half a dozen more mm. chances, um, and they know the direction because there's now basically we've tried the sort of the, the trussonomics um, experiment. It was being sort of you know for whatever reason it's been sort That'll of that will be remembered out. for a very long time. Are that word well, trussonomics more than forty five days, which is uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the total tenure. But uh, and I guess the markets have been factoring in the fact she was going to go anyway. I guess though they are going to be in the longer term be concerned that there is a return to political stability yeah. as well as financial competence yeah i mean look this 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 sort of political stability or instability actually if we look at just in europe what's going on right now it's it's all over the place so i don't think we're, we're that unique in that respect yes of course it's just know, been sad though to be compared with greece and italy isn't it well, you know, they've nice food over there. That'd be Very quite true. Nice be, yeah, you know. that's true. Anyway, uh, if it wasn't so serious, we, we have got serious financial situation at the moment, haven't we, with CPI now at 10.1%? Well, that's right. I mean, I was I was sitting in front of the uh, the football last night, uh, taking a few notes. A lot of our regular uh, uh, listeners, Graham, will be surprised that I actually do any sort of uh, background uh, work in, in this uh, uh, form whatsoever. Um, but I was looking at the CPI um, data that came out yesterday. As you rightly say, it was up um, at 10.1% on the year huge you know huge figure that's five times the bank of england's uh, target and really you know we just talked about what is the main story it's inflation it's that is the main the main story mm. whether it's here europe the united states globally that is the that is the key uh, figure that we're all hoping comes down and actually in that cpi figure that you talked about i saw that food prices have got their biggest rise in 40 years that's a real impact on people right 14.6 percent that's right that's right incredible isn't it yeah such a staple well it absolutely is but people from a sort of an economic standpoint i did know you may have seen today waitrose basically was talking about food inflation and they basically said how people how consumers shoppers have changed their habits um Sales of fish heads and spam oh, are up. By spam's third. back. <laughs> spam is back in a fairly meaningful way. I did, I did read that our own brands are, are, are taking off as well because yeah. they're cheaper. Yeah, absolutely. That's, so people basically, ch- you know, tr- mm. change their. And mm. you know, there's, there's 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 good reason for this. Or you know, let's tie into what we've just been talking about. Austerity is back on the mm. agenda. Jeremy mm. Hunt has rejected, obviously, this sort of um, uh, tax cut kind mm. of uh, um, way of uh, look, you know, approaching the economy. And basically, he's basically not only said that we're not having any tech tax cuts. Well, there's there's a mm. few still remaining. But he's also those state handouts, mm. particularly rewinding the energy price freeze, which we've talked about before. Those are those are important contributors to people's you know the pound in one's pocket. I guess the majority the the support for for bills for energy, of course, has been a very broad brush approach because they had to bring them in quickly and maybe. I, I do appreciate they now want to, from next year, try and target those who really need the help as opposed to well, those who don't. Well, that hasn't been. I mean, that's that's the that's that's 
a sort of hopeful wish, Graham, because basically there's been very little sort of flesh on the bone here. All he said is that that, that, that um, support that was going to last two years is now basically ending in April. Now, those um, that, that are – it's forecast – now – I must say, first of all, that gas prices since uh, August have dra- dropped dramatically. They're down about two thirds. But even with that, if they stay around these current levels, our bills will f- uh, increase again come April when the support ends, apparently. And even with the support, as we know, our bills are doubling compared with a year ago. Right, even exactly. with the support. Even with the support, <laughs> yeah. and there will then basically be yeah. another 75% yeah. more come mm. April when Jeremy Hunt yeah. has decided in his wisdom mm. to end the support. Yes, I think he has said the Treasury are looking at a more targeted approach for next year which ironically was Labour's strategy all along but anyway I'll take your word for that yeah and of course we got a bigger black hole in our budget than we would have had because of the uh, premium now placed upon the UK due to the turbulence well you know the the the, 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 I mean look the uh, budgets are you know just sort of meaningless uh, right now I I noticed you know the as I said the 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 trust strategy (laughs) has been largely thrown out now um, with the hunt um, view of things, which is basically you know t- uh, tax people more and pay down the debts. So, so he's basically saying the markets have won this. The markets have are one hundred percent in control. We can't let uh, you know we, we've got to or keep an eye on things like bond yields. Very boring, I know, but um, that's basically where his his uh, on the basis of you know his announcement. His um, I mean Jeremy Hunt's and um, Goldman Sachs this week took 0.6% off the UK's GDP forecast for 2023, for, for next year, um, part, uh, but partly because of the tax rise that will happen in April for corporations. You know we were going to keep it at 19%. Well, well, Hunt said it's going to go up now to 25%. Uh, and, you know, that that is in itself going to slow down growth. When growth slows, what happens? Tax revenue falls. Indeed, indeed, it's uh, there's no good, there's no really good answer, is there, to all this? Uh, there isn't, and the, the 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 problem is this is a sort of historic problem since um, you know the, the Conservative Party took government in two thousand and ten. The, the 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 budget deficit has you know snowballed. So basically, when they arrived in in power in two thousand and ten, uh, the the deficit stood at one point two trillion, a huge number. It now stands at two point four five trillion. It's, it as I say, we basically we've spent, we've overspent, the government have overspent on our behalf, um, uh, over a hundred billion pounds on average every single year. Now that was obviously a big kicker in, t- in that was obviously Rishi Sunak's sort of, um, you know, and this is the guy that's seriously thinking about being Prime Minister, um, uh, he's in July 2020 basically adding £375 billion to this bill to pay for things like the furlough. Indeed, yes. It's uh, no easy answers really with the impact on, uh, on COVID really, is it? And of course, well, a lot of the inflation is all to do with energy prices, which are not, not really, you know, it's, it's a world situation. Well, so. Mm. Well, that I think actually I would contend actually. So look, if if we look at back early this year, January 2022, that was the month before Russia invaded Ukraine. Inflation was running at five and a half percent in the UK. In the US, it was seven and a half percent. Now, we've just started the show by saying that CPI was at 10 percent. So, yes, there's been an increase. Yes, definitely energy is part of that. But it's not right now, as I just mentioned, energy prices, gas prices have fallen two thirds since August. If you look at basically I was looking at this um, Bloomberg index, which basically looks at tankers on the water for 20 days or more. And it's at the highest level since 2017. There's a glut of natural gas. LNG is coming from 
all around the globe, including Australia. In terms of gas right now, the, the, you know, Europe now, let's see if let's, I'll put a caveat this by saying if we have a cold winter, then obviously those, that, those storage, um, those storage uh, things are going to be um, uh, drawn down upon. But right now they are pretty much full. And we've got, we've got um, tankers, uh, seven tankers right now that are basically anchored up outside, uh, off the south coast of Spain, just waiting to, put, to, to dock in order to basically let go of their cargo. Indeed. I think one of the problems is, I know particularly for the Germans, they need, they need to build more storage facilities, they do. don't they? And yeah. even us, we've got rid of a lot of our surplus we have. storage as well. Yeah, we have. We Basically, it was mothballed, and I think that's still, that's going to come back on stream again. Yeah, no to. one really knows what's going on, no. basically. But there's no. not this, you know, this, uh, but, uh, you, know you, you mentioned about energy. That was gas. That's a fairly significant mm. part of yes. it. But also, uh, I don't know whether you noticed, you know, even crude prices are falling yep. a, a little bit, and you'll probably mm. notice that uh, at the pump. That's good news. Uh, that is good news. And that is despite, this shows the weakness of the, of the global economy right now, that OPEC did a massive, they announced about a week ago, a massive cut in production of about a million barrels per day. Crude prices still haven't rallied. on, on the, If that was in normal times, crude prices would have gone up 20-25% perhaps. They've actually just stayed, they've stayed where they are. So it really does show the weakness of the global economy. Indeed, indeed. So... Today's problems are exactly because we borrowed too much? Uh, well, 100%. That's it. And not only have we borrowed too much, uh, that, and that's been a, you know, this successive government, but also we're in now a situation whereby we've got interest rates rising. Why are they r- r- rising? Because basically we printed too much money, mainly you know, two years ago when Rishi you know, was saying for people to stay at home, I'll, we'll, we'll pay for you. As I say, we raised three hundred seventy-five billion. What you know, he, even he must have realised. He's a very bright guy. Worked for Goldman Sachs. Um, you know, to I mean, even he must realise that this was going to have some deep, long-term consequences as a result of that one move. And this was, as I say, this was. Uh, and, and people are, you know, hedge funds in, themselves are capitalising this, whereas the government is basically saying, look, this is a situation that's under control, and bond yields very boring, I know, uh, have come back in the, the right way because of intervention that we talked about two weeks ago by the Bank of England. But the likes of, I noticed this week, Paul Weiss, who uh, you know, runs a, a hedge fund, uh, Marshall Weiss, about $62 billion uh, under management, and Crispin Odie, a very famous uh, fund manager who actually employed up to a uh, fairly recent quasi quartet, but we'll leave that for another day, um, uh, have both uh, have said that opportunities remain on the short side. The short side basically mean there's opportunities to sell these assets and make money at a later date. And they particularly pointing at um, European debt and they're saying that once the ECB follows uh, suit in terms of the sort of Bank of England and starts rising rates then they then countries like Spain and Italy also like us right now will have some real difficulties in paying the interest on their loans. Right, okay. How about the pension fund crisis? Because it seems yeah. we've got a structural problem there. Well, we? You, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? And uh, that, there really was a there really was a real issue here. And there was obviously a lot of, whilst we were sort of focusing on trust and, and the difficulty she was in, uh, obviously having, um, there was a real problem. Uh, and um, the I noticed this week that JP Morgan said that, the, that um, uh, pension funds have spent over £150 billion in selling assets, raising capital in order 
to shore up their books if you just to, so, to, to, to go back and uh, recap a little bit what was uh, what was actually happening was that in order to sort of juice up um, certain pension fund schemes um, governments were uh, sorry uh, pension funds were basically um, uh, putting derivatives into these pension funds and they went, once interest rates were rising they were then losing huge sums on these derivatives they would have to sell assets to raise ca- uh, to raise cash in order to balance their books as, uh, essentially this has been BT's pension fund is rumoured to have lost eleven billion pounds as a result of this in the last ten fifteen days. So you can see that you know, now, as I say, the, the the governments are saying that, that all these pension funds now, of course, they would, wouldn't they, are on a far more stable footing. But as I mentioned just a moment ago with with Paul Waste and Crispin Odie, there's a there's a lot of uh, hedge fund managers out there um, rubbing their hands with glee, saying this ain't over. Mm. And I guess they're going to have to get used to the fact um, I can't see us going back to very, very low interest rates again. I mean, it's been historically unusual, hasn't it, to get down to such low interest rates. Now we're back. You think right. the norm is going to settle back around five? I think so. I mean, it will do. But, I mean, look, we've got we've got a bumpy few years ahead, um, whether it's uh, energy problems, which will no doubt uh, reoccur, Graham, or whether, which I think is going to be far more important, actually, it's these this, this, this debt crisis. We've got a big number. I've just mentioned mm. what it is. You know, look around the globe. It's absolutely phenomenal. The US themselves uh, uh, have got a debt now that stands over $30 trillion. So that is it. When interest rates rise, then obviously you need to basically pay more interest on that debt. And this is this is crippling people. What do they, where do they get it from? Do they get it from taxes? Well, people are already hurting. Do they cut public spending? Well, that's not particularly popular, but that's what's going to happen. And, you know, things like pensions are going to be put in the spotlight, I think, really, and especially this triple lock. Indeed. Any other economic news at the moment? Though? Well, I mean, we've got to, the one thing to look out for is on the 3rd of November, we've got um, the Bank of England who are going to write, raise interest rates perhaps by as much as 1%, which is ironic, really, because basically they said um, just a couple of weeks ago the reason why they're raising them uh, 1%, uh, 1% is because of Kwasi Kwarteng's budget. Well, obviously, that's complete nonsense. He's gone. The, the policy has changed, but it's still the market is still predicting that we're going to get a 1% um, rise in, uh, in interest rates come the third. Um, what else we, uh, have, have we got out there? We've got basically this this um, QT. I don't want to get too technical, but basically the opposite of QE. We mentioned it last week. This sort of unwinding of this buying of debt over the past sort of 12 years and um, that's about to uh, begin had a little some moratorium uh, a couple of weeks ago and um, that's back on the agenda for the 1st of november and the bank of england said they're going to start this, this whole process uh, once again they're targeting to um to sell sell 80 billion dollars 80 billion pounds worth of debt um in the first year in order to get that whole debt pile which stands at 800 in terms of the assets that they hold stands at 830 billion right now to get it down a little bit Indeed, indeed. Now, I see Queen's University for got an interesting take on uh, daylight saving time well i mean look what i mean and this is something maybe that might make jeremy hunt a little more popular than he is right now queen's university basically said uh, and this is maybe a bit of advice we can give our listeners uh, graham that um just by scrapping daylight savings time we're all going to be um what do we do it's forward don't we in autumn we i think yes. we oh no we fall backwards don't we so yes. in autumn we, we put the clocks back yes. in our to by scrapping daylight savings time it will save people on average and i don't know who this average person is is 400 pounds on their energy bills wow just because people will be leaving the house um, later yes. you know later yes. it'll be darker in the mornings so there'll probably yes. be more accidents on the road uh, mm. but at least your energy bills will be a little lower 
Indeed, and what a thought, what a thought. <laughs> With that, thank you so much, Lee. Who knows who will be Prime Minister when we meet again in two weeks' My time? My on you. And, and, <laughs> and uh, what the financial shape of the world in the UK will be like. But uh, we look forward to another update in two weeks' time. Cheers, Graham. That's uh, Lee Humphreys there with our City Update. 